0: Hey there, and welcome to my Camino on the treadmill from Galway in Ireland, day 34. Following BK Lee, he's on his day 8. BK Lee from Korea, hanging there. We are going from La to Navarrete. Today is Easter Sunday in Ireland. Happy Easter. Not a thing you hear many Irish people saying. I say it just to annoy people you meant to say happy shoving chocolate into your face today. That's the Apparently the government passed the bill, that's the official lingo. Um, we're getting a bit extreme now. They've actually banned saying Happy Easter. If you get caught saying Happy Easter, you get um, uh, a fine of up to €5,000 and up to six months in prison. So, I don't know, we've come a long way from extreme, uh, cat- pious Catholic Ireland. And uh, this is the new regime now. I jest, of course. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me that much, though. I hear people talking there in the background. Hope you're all well. I'm going to say it again. I, I, I got tons of dosh, and I can always bribe my way out of prison time. Even if I was on prison, I'd have, in prison, I'd have so much money, I'd, I'd have my own treadmill and everything. I could do this for myself. They'd sneak in a treadmill for me. So, so I'm not too worried. Okay, let's get my speed up. I wanna, I wanna carry my phone to get my, clock up my heart points to keep keep Google happy, Google fit. They can sell my info to the health insurance people. It's like, this guy's really fit. My God, look at him. Look at him go? So anyway. Where were we? Let's move my mic. Okay. So, uh, as I said, Happy Easter. I've said it three times. My God, I'm talking up a lot of fines here. Um, I have nothing to say other than Happy Easter. Ta-da! So, I think most traditions have something around springtime, don't they? Passover and uh, Ramadan is sort of, isn't it? Similar time. I know Ramadan shifts, well, so does Easter based on the moon, right? Maybe they all do. You never know. So, God, I am running on empty today and I've only just started. It's a nice sunny day here in Ireland Win camino, I got, um, got a load of washing done yesterday. That's a, it's a sport in Ireland. How much washing can I get done? And hung out and dried. Buen Camino. Win camino. So I got three loads of washing out, which is amazing. It's kind of like Russian roulette with the third load. Is there enough drying time to get it out? ...not quite as dramatic as Russian Roulette. I mean, the Deer Hunter film which featured quite a bit of Russian Roulette. If they'd replaced that with... ...trying to d- dry your clothes in time in the sun... ...well, I think... A, ...a talented director like Michael Cimino could have made something of that. And dare say, when can we know? Lots of people going the other way here. They must be Satanists. I mean... Satan has spooked me, I don't want to joke too much about them, but I guess if they did a Camino, they'd just go the other way, right? Yeah, maybe that's the thing. It's the Camino de saint jean pied de Port. Anyway, let's see where we are. So, I was chatting yesterday about Elaine from Limerick. Turns out she's not from Limerick. I'm not going to say any more. She did get back. So we moved beyond um, GIF conversations, which was good. So that's all I'll say on that. Uh, Emma Stone will play her in the movie, and Ryan Gosling will play me. Well, I have to run that by her, but I'm sure. Well, we'll see. She can have whoever she wants to play her in the movie. Um, Here come more Satanists. Camino Buen. Is that what you say to them? Or bad Camino. I don't even know the word bad in Spanish. God. I'm pathetic. So anyway. Already done 400 metres. Woo! Let's have a look here. Don't go anywhere. we got a fun-packed show ahead of us here. I really think... Now that I'm on day 34... Ah. Oh, It's too late now, but I should have marketed this as one of those sleep aid tools, because some people tell me the sound of the treadmill they find kind of relaxing. And my dulcet tones, who could not resist those, they find nice too and have a little bit of ambient music. So if I had done it as one of those sleep things... But then I couldn't make all my stupid little jokes, could I? And I'd have to speak slower and slower as we went on. And here we are, walking along the road. Like, I mean, I couldn't do it. I'd have to say something stupid that would kind of make them wake up. I don't think you can joke about Satanists when someone's trying to go to sleep. I don't think that would, as you know, engender a nice, restful night's sleep. I tell you, I had mad dreams last night. Oh my God. Sort of remember just the kind of vibe, or like my friend O'Day says, what's she say, the log line, or the tagline of the dream. Tagline or a logline, you know, in films, it's like just the kind of, you know, the one line that advertises it. Uh, And of course, I can't think of any right now. So I guess my dream, if it was on Netflix, you know, the way they have three words. It's kind of like drugs. They have three words to tell you how that would make you feel, you know, suspenseful. So my dream would have been last night. Suspenseful, no, suspense, drama, intrigue, no, suspense, horror, (laughs) eroticism. (laughs) There was a bit of all three, I have to admit. I'm not going any further. uh, it's, It's coming back to me in dribs and drabs. It was strange. And then there was a weird part of the dream, like a lucid part, where I was like not so much aware I was dreaming no but there was an awareness that I was in some other realm of consciousness and it was kind of like a bad trip then then there was this whole thing about my car I couldn't remember where I parked it and I was telling everyone if you see a black Prius let me know (laughs) it was in like the Clada, which is part of Galway, I somehow it was somewhere around there. I was doing some job and I was like, why does this guy make me come into work? I should be working from home. Then I couldn't find my car and oh. all. Then I was thinking, oh, they'll charge me a fortune in parking. Yeah, I know it doesn't sound very suspenseful. I don't think Netflix will be picking that show up. But then there was some weird bit where I was like, oh my god, I'm on this bad trip. Not that I know anything about bad trips, oh, no, no. of course. When no, 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 no. I mean, Camino, another Satanist. Okay, that joke is dead. Gonna not gonna say it anymore. It's not a nice thing to call people. My mother used to say that to me when I was a kid. Stop pointing at the Satanist. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> um. Where were we? The dream. I'm not going to talk about the erotic part. <laughs> it wasn't uh, really, anyway, that erotic. <laughs> Every time I say I'm not going to talk about something, I do. I'm trying to kind of figure it in my head. How would I explain it? <laughs> no, I'm not going there. It involved... <laughs> Look at me. I always say, I'm not going there. And then I go, go on. Go on. It, it just involved some sort of medical procedure. Steady, steady, nothing, nothing too um, crazy. Like, actually, it was my eyes. Ophthalmologist. Female. And she was checking my eyes. I, it's just something really intimate about ophthalmology, about, you know, someone staring into your eyes through thing, but uh, you know, with the instrument. And uh, staring through their instrument at your eyes. And uh, there was something wrong. They weren't pulling focus right or something. But then she had some treatment. And she put these things in my ears. And it made these mad sounds. And all this, felt like electricity going through my head. And uh, so far, so unerotic, right? Oh, BK is stopped on the bridge overlooking the road, and he's... T- is he taking a panoramic picture or...? I don't know. I think so. And we're moving again anyway. So, um... Where was I? <laughs> You're all saying the erotic bit. I, I just remember then, after, it-, it was all this mad sensation that was pulling through my head. Um, but then when I opened my eyes, she was semi-undressed. But it was all sort of in the dream. It was like, oh, this is professional. This is what she has to do. This is nothing, you know, untoward about this. And then, uh, just semi-undressed. And then she started getting dressed. And I was thinking, what's going on here? <laughs> and then later, when I was at, at this workplace, this other scenario, but I was still connected. Maybe I should just talk about my dreams on this. I don't remember most of them. Anyway, but I'm having lucid ones these days. So like, there's a guy, it turns out he's her husband. And she had made another appointment for me. Oh, yeah, next Monday, you'll meet me again. And I was thinking, is this a date or a professional thing? I was kind of unsure. But then I meet her, it turns out he's her husband. But I think they're kind of estranged. But he works in the same business as her, fixing eyes or whatever. It was all eyes, ears, heads. Because she was saying it would help my sinuses as well. Oh, my God. I actually woke up and thought, maybe my sinuses are cured now. but We'll see. Um, But then her husband says, well, actually, she made the appointment with you, but it's going to be me instead of her. And I'm thinking, oh, Damn. And he was weird anyway. I'm like, I don't like this. But I couldn't say it to him because I couldn't say, well, I was hoping it would be your wife because that was kind of erotic. So I was like, "Uh, do I have to mark these as explicit, by the way, these podcasts? Like, I don't know. I try not to swear, but it's this explicit. When Camino, I think I'm just going to mark them as explicit anyway, but not use that as an excuse to swear all the time because then I don't have to worry, you know? Occasionally, I've only sworn twice, I beeped out one, and then I never found another one to beep out. I'd have to listen back to a load of them now to find it. I'm not doing that, I'm not that crazy. You you want me to listen to this stuff? (laughs) I don't think so, that's like, you could go mad doing that. Me recording all this, it's like Cary Grant, I think did some experiments with some shrink, gave him LSD and recorded everything he said and then he'd listen back to it or something. Um, This would be something similar. And no, I'm not taking LSD. Imagine if I did for one of these. Well, probably be one of the more interesting episodes. Or maybe not, who knows? (laughs) Could be really short, passing a grotto here. Okay, on the left, people in front of us, walking. Nice sky, a few clouds, fluffy clouds. And um, what else was there in the dream? There was this constant thing about, where's my car? or oh, if you see a black Prius, tell me. And then there was the husband insisting that, no, my appointment was with him, not with her. And then there was just some really weird, spooky bits where it's like, oh, I was on a bad trip and I was stuck in this part of my consciousness that I could never escape. And it was just weird and boring and kind of frightening, but I can't explain how. So that's the dream. Sorry if I got your hopes up that it was going to be more exciting than that. But I was glad to wake up from it all the same. It felt like, I feel like I woke up a few times and then went back into it and that there were moments of it that were semi-lucid. Like when you have a fever, which I didn't have. Oh, look at water to the left. Is that a river? What am I looking at here? The um, lake? I mean, I just know nothing about the geography of where we're walking here. Because I never studied in school, I'm not about to start now, folks. I'm just not that kind of guy. I'm a bad boy, you know? Bad boys don't study. That's a name for a movie. There you go. That's uh, volume one of my autobiography, of my memoirs. Bad boys don't study. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'd be played by Brad Pitt. Hey, hello. <laughs> having a nice little chat here, <laughs> saying I'm having a great time, how about you? Oh, yeah. me too. Yeah. Don't you just love walking, and 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 we're on, and we're off, and they're off, it's BK Lee taking the lead. Now there's actually something like three people in front of him are can't see too well here. So, kind of like in my dream, I better get my eyes tested. A. A. Imagine if I went for an eye test and the person ended up being the same woman from the dream. Would that be really cool or really weird? Mainly really weird. A little cool as well. Four people ahead of us, I think. I kind of actually the ophthalmologist I know who she looked like there's a woman who plays cello pops up on LinkedIn all the time lots of people I'm sure she's on other platforms and uh, might have been inspired by her just thinking about it now <laughs> my god I'm really turning this into a Jungian or more like Freudian psychotherapy session Happy Easter, or, sorry, as we say in Ireland, happy shoving chocolate into your face until you can't move day. It doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? It really doesn't. Anyway, we're entering the post, Christian post, faith society, apparently. Another 100 years, it'll all be gone. The guy here is looking back at us. Buen Camino. Hola. Hola, Buen Camino. What sort of Same place last night. Oh, uh, yeah. We Where weined the wine river or conversation? Hmm. I was like Alberti last night. Yeah. My Yeah. South Korea? No, no, no. Fellow. Could South Korea. South Korea. So, yeah. You're from South Korea. Not North Korea. Hmm? If he was from North Korea, that would be a more interesting conversation. I feel like I know more about North Korea than South Korea, even though they're a secretive state. But just Kim Jong Un there with all his nuclear tests. And like, I think I talked about this before. He's always cracking jokes. Every time they take a picture, he's surrounded by guys with notebooks. I think they're writing down his jokes because they're so good. And. At the end of his reign, they'll printed, you know, belovedly. Li- Thank you. The American let us overtake, or is he Canadian? We we'll never know. Um, Kim Jong Un, our beloved leader's thousand best jokes. No, I was saying before, I actually think he just farts before they take the picture, and they all crack up laughing. He's take the picture now. I wonder does. Kim on the lightest farts for entertainment. But where did that come from? I don't know. I only ever saw one person light a fart. A friend of mine, Eamon, some years ago. Through his trousers. I think that's how it's done. I think doing it any other way is fraught with danger. I have to say, it was... <laughs> it was, I mean... Farts are always, nearly always funny, pretty much always funny, even in the most serious situation. The more serious, the funnier it is. But I haven't sort of scientifically researched this, but I would say a lit fart is exponentially more funny than an unlit one. I'm sure people have done papers on this. Um, yeah, this would not be a good... Uh, podcast to go to sleep to, really. Well, you be falling asleep and then he's talking about lighting farts. I, d- I don't think so. Um, but it would be... There's a red building. looks from in there. It just looks really institutional. I feel like I w- went here to this same building. Maybe you have to walk through it. and Maybe... Uh, Yeah, there's... Is there arrows? Oh. Vending machine. He's stopping for a Coca-Cola. Okay, I think. Let's have some water. I'm on the tap water myself. So, uh... Where were we? Kim Jong-un lighting his farts. There's an image for you. Okay, we're buying coke. Well, let's see what he picks. He put the money in. He's putting in another coin. Okay, if he gets the coke, arrest him. We're ready to go. What's he gonna get? More money. Oh, it's expensive. 150. Surely that's enough. Okay, what's he getting? What's he getting? I can't see, I can't see. Shit, sugar. Shoot. Oh my god, he's put more money in. Two euros. This is insane! This insane amount of money. What's he getting? I can't see. Shall we shoot? No, no, wait, wait. God damn it! I can't see what he's getting. Uh, call off the mission. Call off the mission. It's too late. I can't. Get, I can't get them. They're going to shoot him. No. Okay. The script needs a bit more work. Oh, can we see what he went for? No, we don't know what he got, so we can't arrest him. Damn. Did he pick up the contraband or not? We never know. OK. Call off the mission. I can see our operatives swarming around there. Oh, he got... It's orange. It must be Fanta, is it? OK, well, it's orange-coloured. Oh, God, I don't like Fanta. Here's another operative dressed as a peregrino. Oh, it's Orangina, I think. Yeah. He's not our guy. We got the wrong guy. Okay. God, I'm full of nonsense. okay eh? What? What? Uh, they were right about me in school. They said I'd come to no good. And they were right. Look at me. Look what I've co- look what it's come to. Right? Orangina, I like that stuff much more so than than Fanta. It has to be said. I think that's what he's drinking. I remember sometimes getting, I they sell slices of melon at the side of the road. Normally, I don't think of melons at all, but on the Camino, when you're hot and dry. I know what you're thinking, I'm always hot, eh? Eh, hot, hot? yeah, a bit of melon cool you down. So, I'm through with my erotic dreams for today, so if you want to stop now, just uh, not gonna keep you waiting in vain. I haven't a clue what's coming next, I just know it's uh, not erotic dreams. Sorry to disappoint. Oh, um, BK had a little burp there, that's good. Sign of health. I said that to me once. I think he farted, said it, or someone did. And he goes, oh, sign of health. A guy called Tony. He was a former orphan in one of those industrial schools in Ireland. Kind of a sad case, in a way. He ended up getting in trouble with the law and robbing from his neighbours, hanging out with some young lad. Anyway, it came to a bad end, really, but... Uh, He used to offer us cigarettes. Go on, have one, they're fresh. I've never known anyone to offer a cigarette and say they're fresh, other than Tony. Have one, they're fresh. He used to smoke Major. Oh, they were strong cigarettes. Did I ever buy Major? They were in a horrible pack, green pack. I used to smoke. jean Player Blue, I got it into my head, I liked those. Dan Benson and Hedges. Then at one stage in the 90s, Marlboro lights were cool, I was smoking them. Everyone seemed to be smoking them. But in Russia, I used to buy Lucky Strike, and um, both filterless and filtered. And maybe Marlboro Red as well. Merkansky cigarette. Yes, I like Merkansky cigarette. There's a song by Russian group Kino. It's something about No, so yes, yes, it, the Yes la, 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 guys are very demanding uh oh here comes another Satan! Uh, stop making those jokes when camino ah, ah 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 um camino buen ah, ah, ah anyway uh where was i oh my god cigarettes oh yeah the song by kino russian group their lead singer died young in a car accident poor guy so that song means yes, yes, Kermit, your cigarette. So if you have a pack of cigarettes in your pocket, everything's okay. I think it's something like that. And uh, I must practice that on the guitar. The key he sings it in is too low for me. I think might have to transpose a couple of, a couple of tones up. You know, you know. So. Uh, I'm an expert on everything, including music. Yeah, just even though I never studied it, anything. Just, I was just born with this innate knowledge of everything, which, as you can imagine, leads me to believe sometimes that I might be the Messiah. Um, no one else has come to this conclusion. I tend to keep it to myself. Apparently, it's not a thing to boast about. You kind of want to be sure, don't you, before saying that. There's a thing called Jerusalem Complex. I probably talked about her here before. But, and it's a known phenomenon. Let me get my fan on low here. It's a known phenomenon that Jewish men, when they visit Israel, when they visit Jerusalem. And I don't know, does it only kind of apply to, like, say, American Jews, or, like, if you're from Israel, does it happen as well? But... They visit Jerusalem, and they get this idea that they're the Messiah. And it's a kind of mania. And Mark myron the comedian, had it. He wrote, I think he wrote a book called Jerusalem Complex. But it did happen. And, uh, he, uh, I, and I, I know he used to do drugs, but I think he was clean when this happened. I'm not sure. But he had, yeah, Jerusalem complex, it's, it's a thing. And it's quite a high incidence. I mean, I guess if you're born into Catholic culture, oh, I know we're all past that, don't worry, I'm not gonna get all preachy, we're all just, now we're a shove chocolate into our face culture, anyway. But if you were born before the shove chocolate into your face era, uh, you, we were brought up to think, well, Jesus, you know, the Messiah already came. And he'll come again at the end, so just be good. But if you're born Jewish, it's like, well, no, we're still waiting on him. It's going to be a guy. Um, So if you're born a Jewish man, I guess somewhere in your subconscious, it's like, maybe I am him. As I said, I get it. Not really. I got it. um, No, I'm, I'm exaggerating, okay? Relax, yeah, little exaggeration. For humorous effect, Um, I was fasting once. I went to this crowd who starved me half to death and sold me a crap load of expensive vitamins. And you basically charged me a fortune for the privilege. And uh, so at one stage, I'm fasting and I'm reading, of all things, The Last Temptation of Christ. And I remember the bit where he's in the desert 40 days and nights. Which is, of course, Lent, isn't it? It's a bit easier here. You just don't eat chocolate. As we say, shove it all into your face on Easter. Um, So, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so I'm reading that. And I'm kind of going, yeah, I really relate to Jesus here. Because I'm half starved and so is he. And there is a thing. I was talking to someone about this just the other day. But, yeah, when you fast it does make you sort of feel less, less uh, attached to your body or something, and more, I mean, I'll say spiritual for want of a better word, but more in touch with that ephemeral part of you, your head and your heart maybe. Definitely less, you can just feel the body kind of slipping away or something. Anyway, I had that feeling. It's, uh, yeah, it was pretty intense, but interesting phase of my life. But yeah, I'm reading The Last Temptation. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what it feels like. That's probably the closest I got to Messiah Complex. Um, I've got a WhatsApp here. I do Elaine from Limerick. I won't say anymore. Happy Easter. She returned my message. She's a radical like me. She says, Happy Easter. I'm not going to identify her, because I don't want her to be fined up to 5,000 euros and six months in jail. So she had a picture of a bunny rabbit, so I think that's allowed. She's being ironic, Your Honor. Anyway, my friend Ross wished me happy Easter from Australia. That was nice. Um, where were we? I think I was on a roll there, wasn't I? I was talking about. Well, yeah, Messiah Complex. Let's see how I'm doing in terms of my health heart points from Google Fit. I know you're dying to know. 24 heart points today. 158 of 50. I've hit my, I've exceeded my weekly sort of amount, which is good. So now I can relax. Why don't I just slow down here? Back to put my incline on one, let's go nuts here, if it starts squeaking I'll put it down. So where were we? We've covered a lot of ground today, I think this could be one of the best episodes yet, and that's saying something right? So many to choose from, it's like people say, uh, if you talk to people who are fans of Jean Luc Godard, you say what's his favourite film, oh I love them all, oh man. You know, really that's okay, whatever. I'm trying not to swear now, you know. It's hard not to when you hear that crap. Oh, I love all my streams. No you don't. Just saying that. Anyway. Mine is probably Alphaville. But he just turned into a nasty piece of work. I know former colleague of mine said, oh, well, geniuses are allowed to be assholes. No, they're not. That's that's nonsense. Too much of that nonsense knocking around these days. But uh, funnily enough, so I talked about me at one stage, you know, half thinking I was turning into Jesus. Not quite. Another time, though, I was watching, you know, Downfall, the movie Bruno Gantz from my favorite film. Anyone, anyone, correct? Wings of Desire, and he's um, but uh, you know he's playing Hitler in Downfall, and there's the famous scene where he's ranting at the table. Lots of people have; it's become a meme, right? They put it up on um, on uh, Facebook, sorry, on YouTube, and they retranslate, put new subtitles on it. But that scene, I remember watching it and how stubborn and arrogant he was. And I, I was watching it, and I was going, oh, my God. He reminds me exactly of a certain colleague. This wasn't in my current job, I repeat. It wasn't in my current job, OK? Um, not going to say anymore. Certain colleague who, well, if I'm comparing him to Hitler, we can assume, you can guess where in the hierarchy he might have been relative to me. And, uh, but I remember just watching it, oh my God, he reminds me just of this particular person. And then I laughed, at oh my God, because I really had the thought in a totally unironic, totally serious way. I thought, oh, it's pretty bad when you're comparing a colleague um, to Hitler and not even sort of being ironic about it. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't work there anymore. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to chocolate. That's what we say now. Thanks be to chocolate. Chocolate be with you. I know it's not that funny. Jesus, hey, I'm not a comedian. I don't I don't advertise this one. So, relax, okay? Yeah, I won't give up the day job. Thank you. When camino. My God, a lot of Satan is out today. I just won't let that one go, will I? you got to admit, it's a good one though, isn't it? Eh? Eh? So where are we? Twenty-four minutes to go. And it's Chocolate Sunday. Happy Chocolate Sunday everybody. Pig out. Pig out in the name of our Lord. Chocolate. Okay, I'll stop. This is this is a bit that would will not if I was a stand-up comedian would be getting dropped, Yeah, so oh, cyclist, get a bell! Ding, ding. When well, Camino, you know? another cyclist. Okay. Another one. Oh my God. Now I'm getting angry. Put my, I had to put my fan up higher there. Because I'm going to get angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Remember the Incredible Hulk? Not even my age would. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Da-na-na-na. No, that's the 6 million dollar man, isn't it? What was my favorite show from that era? Probably the incredible Hulk, but I did love the 6 million dollar man too. Steve Austin, a man who's barely alive. Gentlemen, we have the technology to rebuild him bigger, stronger, and faster than ever before. This man became the first world's first 6 million dollar man. Yeah. He's in a air accident. I can't hold it, I can't hold it. It's breaking up, it's breaking up. And they rebuild him. Bigger, stronger, and faster than ever before. No, the voice wasn't like that. That sounds like something out of an 80s porn movie or something. I, I assume. I don't like porn. And luckily, it never kind of got a hold of me. There's so much of it out there, I think it's bad. But I do think, I was talking to my friend in America about a female friend, I'm just saying. The stuff I came across in the 80s, you know, at a party on VHS tape, was a lot more innocent with all these stupid storylines. I think I can help you with that. Ooh, what are you two up to? This looks interesting. You know, plumbers and firemen and whatnot. When Camino. It's nastier now, that's all I'm saying. That's my impression from what I've seen. How did I get onto that? Oh, because I, I was doing that voice, which reminds me of one of the cops in There's Something About Mary. I love that scene. Kind of good cop, bad cop. Well, ba- bad cop, bad cop, but one was worse. Remember the guy who's sweating and he's like, just wants to punch him. There's a whole misunderstanding. Ben Stiller has picked up a hitcher. And the hitcher, he tells him, oh, it's illegal to pick up hitchers in Georgia or wherever they are in this county. And, uh, then uh, what happens? Oh, then uh, the hitcher leaves a dead body in his car. So Ben Stiller has been interrogated and he thinks it's for picking up a hitcher, so he's been really blasé about. It. Well it's actually for you know, murdering some we found your friend. Oh, the hitcher. Oh. Hey guys, I know this is the Bible belt. Jeez. You know. Uh, how many were there? In my life? I don't know. Ten, twenty, who know, who keeps count? The guy is just getting angrier and angrier. You sound a bitch and beats the crap out of him. I'm not making it sound as funny as it was, but it's it's a good scene. There's so people leaving donations here and taking fruit and different sundry items. Oh, there we go. That's nice. And what's that in? There's paintings there as well, isn't there? I thought I saw one of the paintings move. Oh, it's a reflection. I was getting a bit of a Harry Potter vibe there for a second. Are we allowed to talk about Harry Potter nowadays? Let's not. Let's not go there. Stay safe. Uh, So. um, I saw a comedian yesterday saying, oh, in the old days. In the 80s. People proved they were brave by, you know, driving motorcycles over ramps, over 20 buses or whatever. Now, be brave just by saying something that you shouldn't say. I'm not going there, of course. And uh, interesting times, that's for sure. Uh, Times are always interesting. And all was bad, and all was good. Probably a lot better now than the Middle Ages, I suspect. So, I'm sure some fun was had in the Middle Ages, too. Perhaps, I'm sure yeah. someone farted in the Middle Ages. They had a good laugh. Donation. Eh, I mean, donation. Eh? Donation. Donation. Give some money, don't be mean. Oh, I have to pay for this. No, I Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so I wonder do they like their farts in the Middle Ages? That's the running theme for today. Um, See, the first joke I reckon was a prehistoric man farting, Someone laughing. But then the second joke came shortly after the invention of fire i wonder who discovered that you know they were like oh fire great uh, you know we can cook things and keep ourselves warm and everything and then eventually someone goes hold on a second <laughs> wait till you see this and uh, the first fart was lit and the rest is history the first dead fart. Will that be the title for this episode? Surely I can come up with something better than that. I do actually want to be deep and meaningful, but it just turns out I'm really shallow. So, the shopkeeper is back, a man with a beard. It's an outdoor kiosk. He looks like Hagrid from, oops, Harry Potter. Here we go again. Can't get away from it. And there's a heated discussion going on here about something or other, that's about all I can tell you. It's definitely about something or other. Is that enough info? Okay. So let's go back down to four kilometers in there, let's... Hey, it's Easter, huh? Eh? I'm walking here, I'm walking here. It's Easter, okay? Relax. So, we're off. Oh yeah. So how many minutes have I left? 17, 16 minutes, okay. Will I look at my notes? Shall I look at my notes? Will I, shall I, what's the difference? English people say shall I more than Irish people. I did look up the difference once. There is a difference. It's nuanced. You're like, shut up, you don't wanna hear it. Okay, sorry, Ooh, sorry. Um, Where are we? Notes, notes, notes. Camino. Topics. Vision Quest, playing Russian roulette with closed rank. Bumble. Knausgaard, Karlov Knausgaard. Will I talk about him? Oh, Jordan Peterson, the most terrifying IQ statistic. I, uh, okay, I did research it, and I just said, I have to click and find out what this is. I'm, I'm thinking, how could an IQ statistic be terrifying? And it turns out it was, was one of those videos, you know, where they say, just for you, you might be interested in this, um, which reminds me of a scene on Bojack Horseman where they're looking for a kidney or something, and they go on into some online portal in some place where they have kidneys. I don't know, but it says, oh, um, other people who bought kidneys also bought such and such. You might be interested in this. I found that amusing. So there, but um, where was I? Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Um, boom, boom, Boom totally gone. Let's look at my notes. Oh, Jordan Peterson. The most terrifying IQ statistic. So unfortunately, I looked at it. I thought, you're not going to terrify me. And I joked about this yesterday, but it turned out it was all about me. The most terrifying IQ statistic is that James Finlan, that's me, folks, of Galway, Ireland is dumber than your average cat. I was like, really? I always sensed that, but I'll be honest, it was kind of hurtful. And I, just to the bare, the, you know, when you're confronted with the bare facts, I was it was hurtful. I'm still uh, recovering from that. I thought I'd knock a bit more out of that, but I have nothing else to say on the issue. Moving on swiftly. Canal Guard. Afterlife versus afterlife. That's. Afterlife, the amazing Japanese film from the 90s versus the allegedly deep Ricky Gervais Afterlife Which as we've discussed if you think a glass of water is a swimming pool then you'd certainly find it deep Paraphrasing someone else talking about Joker Uh, Ditto for Joker Man I remember Back in the 90s and stuff, like, people watched, well, some people at least watched good movies, difficult European movies, and interesting even indie American movies, and now it's all just, it's just all product or content, as they call it. It's all just binge-worthy. Golden Age, my ass golden age of television, maybe that was true, but now it's just, it's just another product. Ooh, I'm deep, this guy's deep, ooh. I mean, one minute he's talking about fart jokes, next thing he's talking about neoliberal culture, eh? So, uh, what else? Knausgaard, am I really gonna talk about him? Karlov Ulf wrote these books with a kind of controversial title, My Struggle. Same title as Hitler's book, but it's totally different. Uh, He's a Norwegian writer, and it's just all about his life in sort of minute detail. And I guess some people find it boring, I find it captivating. But he's really just honest about his opinions in it. He's narrating it. I'm listening to an audiobook of it. I know, controversial. Yeah, well, basically, I'm, I'm uh, illiterate, so that's why I'm doing that. And, uh, So I'm listening to that. I think audiobooks are great for memoirs, actually, and the narrator is really good. But he's talking about... He's living in Sweden. They all think they're more advanced than the Norwegians, apparently, more liberal and all that. And... Uh, Far be it for me to comment, I know nothing about Scandinavia. But he's in, a, so their kids are in a nursery and then you have to work there for two weeks of every year or a week. That's the deal if your kids go there. So he's working there, and he's, but he's talking to this woman who's kind of staring really intensely at him. And, and But he's saying something about, oh yeah, well I have two kids and it's great to have each other to play with and it would be awful for only kids. And then she goes, I have an only child and he's oh well of course that's great too blah 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 and then she goes uh, yes and I've no hu- but I've no husband and then he goes not to her but in the narration uh, am I gonna swear I'm gonna swear I'm turning off the explicit thing uh, what the fuck has that to do with me I thought as I nodded at her and smiled and said uh, oh well I'm sure you'll meet someone But it's just the honesty. Because we all go through life. Maybe some of us are saints, but honestly, you know. The people who really think they're saints are possibly the worst, I don't know. What did they say, They heard this somewhere, you know, most of us, we're neither as bad as we fear we are, or as great as we like to think we are. Probably some truth there. But he's just so honest about his thoughts. What the fuck has that to do with me, I thought. <laughs> I've had that thought loads of times. <laughs> anyway, I'm not really selling him very well, but no, I like, I'm on book two, A Man in Love. I like it. I've got a backlog of books and audiobooks to read. One is uh, the Palisades series by, anyone? Anyone? Anthony Trollope. I have the first book. Anyone know the name? I don't. Can't remember. Um, was it something about love as well? No, I also have uh, a recherche uh, et temps perdu, isn't it? In search of time, of memories lost. Oh God, I'm bad. Time lost. You know the one. What's his face? Proust. I have either all of those or the first book. So. They're on my kind of worthy list, you know. I also got the audiobook, although maybe I should have got it in print, the um, Skag Boys, the first of the Train Spotting series, which was written last, I think. So I've only read of the. I've read I read most of Irving Welsh up to Glue. No, Filth was the last one I read. I tried Glue, didn't like it. But I. I'd like to revisit the Train Spotting trilogy, so, which is Skag Boys, Train Spotting Porno. Oh, there's a fourth one as well, isn't there? Yeah. Train Spotting, the book, is a masterpiece. Like, I love the film, but and I saw the play, which was great too. It was in Galway Arts Festival. But the book is by far the best. I mean, just the master of first-person narration. You come to a new chapter. After a while, you read one line, you know immediately who it is. Um, so good. So good. So, yeah, looking forward, I guess, after A Man in Love, I'll be listening to that. And uh, my book is going so-so. Uh, yeah. It's definitely becoming about burnt out people from the film industry, film and TV industry. With a romantic B-plot rather than A-plot, that seems to be what's happening. Now, how am I doing on time here? Seven minutes. Can I talk for seven more minutes? I mean, I've run out of things to say about Knausgaard. Glow, great TV show, series Uh Wings of Desire, love that film, but don't know what to say about it other than I love her. Oh Julia from Roma. So here I am at this point hoping to bump into her again. And let's see what happens. Keep watching and you'll find out eventually. Here's two people. Hola. Stopped by the side taking a break. It's really hard to start again when you stop. I found. So uh, it looks like lovely drying weather out there today. So I might. Uh, I've done all big washes yesterday. I'll do a quick wash of my sports kit that I'm wearing now and hang it out. Thought you'd like to know that. Yeah. Uh, we're walking now on a road. Nobody in front of us. It's flat, it's a bit of a hill in the distance. A bit of blue sky, a bit of fluffy clouds. Kind of just, what do we see to the left and right? Just sort of growth, I don't know what it is. Uh, grass and stuff. <laughs> you think, this guy calls himself a writer? I know, I know, right? I hear you. I hear you. I find in my book what I'm best at writing is all these first-person narrative and just my characters' uh, opinions. And they're quite baroque. It's quite um, uh, narcissistic. Well, I don't know about narcissistic, megalomaniacal at times. And uh, I am enjoying writing that, even though I'd love to write something like The Outsider by Albert Camus, which is all first-person. and pretty much no opinions. Like he just describes what happens to him and his senses, but really rarely expresses any opinion at all. It's quite hard to do. And I'm like, oh, that's the gold standard. And yet I'm writing this full of opinions, and kind of wacky, over the top, farcical. I'm writing a farce. Uh, I'm hoping my sales figures won't be farcical. <laughs> oh, that's good. I must write that down. That's good. I'll use that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, farce. Theatre of the Absurd. I was a fan of that when I was a kid. Oh, I was an intense child. They said I was a genius, but uh, I don't know. Humility prevents me from speculating. So, anyway, here we are. Let's have a look at three-and-a-half minutes to go on chocolate-eating Sunday. So let's just pause and contemplate all the chocolate we're going to shove into our faces. Maybe a couple of bottles of wine to anesthetize ourselves from the futility of life. Hey, am I cheering you up? No, come on. Easter is all about spring and hope. John O'Donohue, the um, I- late Irish priest who used to do this outdoor mass at um, Easter at Kirkham Row Abbey in Clare, amazing. You arrive, it's dark, there's fire lit, and then the sun starts rising as he's doing the mass, but he incorporates all these pagan elements. It's amazing. blesses you with seawater from the sea that surrounds us, using, like, dipping seaweed into the, you know, sea water and shaking it on us. Yeah, I mean, you get all types there. Atheists, believers, non-believers, whatever. I, no Satanists, I, I would hope. And um, then as the sun rises, you could, someone you know could be standing right beside you. And they, uh, you don't realize it, you know, it's, but he connects, he was talking about in one of them, you know, the idea of the, the stone rock being removed from the tomb. And he was saying, you know, when you, if you rock on grass and you move it, the grass is all dead underneath. And then, you know, after a few days, it comes back to life again. And that's, he just connected all the imagery to, in a kind of, I guess, Jungian way to just ourselves. Would that make him agnostic? Not agnostic, agnostic. Like, which one was the agnostic? Yeah, disciple Paul or something. He's not a disciple. You know what? Don't listen to anything I say. What, the agnostic thing is all about finding Jesus within us. I think that was partly because they were expecting him to come back in their time, and then he didn't. So they said, ah, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> I love the way I try and explain things. You think I could take a moment to think, do I actually know about this? But then I don't really know about anything. So I know a little bit about almost everything. <laughs> Even that's an Oregon statement. I know a little bit about a lot. And I know a lot about nothing. Ooh, I'm to use that one, that's deep. So where are we? That's up there with Socrates or something, or Plato. Or uh, Thomas Aquinas. The only thing I know about God is that I know nothing. The only thing I know about chocolate is that it tastes great, but you feel sick when you eat too much of it. There you go, that's the modern version of that. Okay, coming up to two minutes. Two, I mean, two, two hours, two, an hour of walking is what I'm trying to say. So, here we go, Buen uh, Camino, and uh, see you happy Easter or happy chocolate feast. See you tomorrow, Buen Camino.